Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Hello, hello. Happy Monday. To all my haters. Oh. Hey, Sheila. What's crack lacking in the LP? LBC? LBC. I haven't said that in a long time. That used to be my go-to greeting. Really? Yeah. Do you know what LBC stands for? I don't. I might be wrong, but I think it's Long Beach, California. Hmm. Doesn't sound very hard and thuggish, does it? <laughs> What's so up with the LBC? Let me see. LBC. LBC stands. I think it is. I, I don't think. Long um, Beach, California. That's not rough at all. It ain't, I, it ain't got nothing compared to Brooklyn, Bronx. No. LBC crew. No, I. Th- yeah, it doesn't sound it. It was like on The Office when they took out the word, the letter R from murder, and Dwight was like. R is one of the most missing set. Missing? Wow. Starting mm. it off real, real. <laughs> I heard it. I said, what? <laughs> real tricky well, over here. never mind. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he said. He said R is a menacing word? Yes. He said R is one of the most menacing sounds. And he was like, that's why they call it murder and not mud duck. And it was <laughs> like so funny to me. But Long Beach, I've been to Long Beach. I spent some time in Long Beach. Is it rough? Can you be like, what's up in the LBC? Where I was? No, because we were like right off the beach. It didn't feel like that. But um, when we like ventured inwards, I was like, oh, okay, I can see. I don't know if it's rough or maybe they just repping it. Why I got to be rough? Why does everything have to be rough? Because that's just like, that was like a West Coast greeting. It's like. We're East Coast girls. We don't know shit about the West Coast. Shout out to everybody in the LBC. I love the way they talk. It's one of my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Ryan Coogler, you know, like the way they pronounce their R's. The way they be hitting their R's. I'll be like, fuck it's it up. It's the Oakland. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> What's crackalacking? It's sounding like you are a bit under the weather. Yeah, I'm not well. I'm not well. Oh. My child came in sick on Sunday, stayed home on a Monday, got her back to school on Tuesday, and now I'm sick on a Wednesday. So... <laughs> I need to get some uh, ashwanga or some ashwanga vitamin C vitamins or s- I need like some heavy duty herbs to take on a daily basis because oh, apparently don't, I'm not well. You don't so, take vitamins on a daily basis? No. For real? No. You're not taking your athletic greens? I gave them to Amanda, child. Except unless unless you're the sponsor listening, because <laughs> oh I take God. them every day and they keep me feeling great. <laughs> I can't believe that you just. Did I gave that. them to I'm Amanda because she needed them. She needed ne- nutrients because she she couldn't eat, so I gave them to her. That was but really I need them. Kind. I'm a I'm a, like give me them things. She back, ain't taking girl. them. I'm telling you right now. She died. Bring that shit back. You better go give me that and green get your drink. Back. You go back to that purple stuff and give me that drink green drink. 
You might just, just need some tussing. <laughs> take it, really take, you know. I might could just remedy. need a new life. Speaking of which, oh. um, I had a, some epiphanies this week. I have been bamboozled. Gotcha. I have been hoodwinked by entrepreneurial grind culture, by all them niggas and all of their 60-minute clips about how you got to wake up and do this and 5 o'clock and do, do the hardest thing first and all this stuff. I first started in 2016, I think when that shit really started blowing up. And I've been constantly trying to create a schedule that mirrors that kind of um, dedication and organization, if you will. And I was talking about this last week about how a lot of my practices have been around making a to-do list and, you know, your efforts are to complete that to-do list. And that has developed into, all right, I make a to-do list and I put times next to it. So I'm only, you know, dedicating two hours, da 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 That was helpful. But the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can make your own schedule and you can like figure out what your flow is. And that finally just clicked to me. And last week, I planned out my week days before and I was like, all right, I'm gonna execute. And I got most of the stuff done, but I was, I was unhappy. I was very tired. I was really exhausted. And I, although I got shit done, so my spirit felt defeated in a way. Like I, there was nothing generative about it. And there was also just poor practice because I would have all these meetings and I would meet with like a tax guy and he would give me all of these tasks to do. And I'd be like, bet, bet, bet. But I had already planned out my next week. So then that just adds on to the shit that you're going to do next week. And it just, it, I didn't create enough time for reflection and for real time um real time management of how I want my days to go, mostly dictated by how, how I'm feeling energetically. And so I, I had an epiphany moment, like nothing's wrong with having a heavy work week and like getting the shit done, especially if you're meeting goals, especially if you're on other people's time, but figuring out the, mapping out your next week to have rejuvenating activities or to be a lighter schedule versus back week after week after week being this like grind and that felt really um enlightening to me and something I want to implement and also realizing that it's something that can be fucked with and that I have the power to create a life and a workflow that feel makes sense to me and <laughs> I also learned this week, Antoinette, speaking of the matrix being the work Stop. culture and this crazy capitalistic, materialistic, I don't know what we're doing, but speaking of the matrix in which I'm trying to navigate, Stop. Antoinette Stop. has revealed to me that <laughs> never she's never that. saw, she's, she does not remember the matrix. And I don't know what that means for our relationship. <laughs> 
I don't know. I know. Why would you say this? This was this <laughs> is this was this is as bad I'm as you shocked. never seeing Waiting to Exhale. I will say it's bad. It, I think I actually think Waiting to Exhale was worse as a black woman, but this is not good. This is not good. I saw the Matrix. How do you? But you don't remember I, what the I Matrix only is. saw it once, and it was years and years and years ago. And I will be honest, I only saw the first one. I didn't see, and that's all you really need to see. Okay, that's all you really need to see. I still but haven't you seen Black need Panther. To go Shame. see that. Shame. Yeah, I don't understand how you like out here, you know, understanding things. I <laughs> <laughs> without the context of the Matrix, like you can like literally, you can't say the Matrix anymore because you have no I idea can. what that I, means. No, yes, I do. <laughs> I I know what the movie is about. I could not tell you. What, what it happened, was about. like everything yeah. that happened in it. I remember Keanu. I remember them, you know, being, um, what is it? Like a, tell me about it. What is that? What happened in it? Leave me to, they were like, <laughs> they, they were like attached, like hooked up to those like things. Mm. And there was like a whole other world that they, not a world, but another like iteration of themselves kind of thing. And they, it was just, where I was rem- the real them though. Do you know where the real them was? If no. if they were hooked up to a, an like illusion pill, world, blue pill. all right, girl, you got to see the Matrix. Everybody, I've seen. <laughs> you don't know what it was about I from what you just it. said. So I think that'll be helpful in your it. own self discovery and recovery of your true self. And if we want to eat steak, or if we want to see what's really going on, I want to no. eat steak. So it's, that's where I am. I want to eat the steak. It's embarrassing. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know why you had to do that. Shame. Shame. I also would like to point out that um, every time Shanti has updates and we've been together, like we've seen each other, she never adds that to her update. We live in two separate states, and so it should be a big deal. But that while we are I knew together. that, first of all, you put those updates before me, so why would I repeat the same thing that you did? You I put those after you. I saw her, and it, it excited me, and I was okay. happy. Okay, I will learn how to love you the way you want to be loved. <laughs> heard queen <laughs> um i'll be honest i'm currently on drugs right now so oh. i i text you today and was like yo i'm gonna be 15 minutes late i have been dealing with uh you know ever since i got into that car accident i hit that deer i've had this weird thing with my my neck spasms and to the point where like sometimes it's so debilitating like one time i had to go to the hospital so i've been dealing with that i got a massage this week I've been going to hot yoga and stretching it out. I've been sleeping on a heating pad. I've been doing all the things. This knot would not get out. And I hate taking these prescription drugs that my doctor prescribed me. Well, today I was sitting here and I could feel it. It was working its way up from the, what is that? Like my from under my shoulder blade all week. Up, 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 up. To my neck. And it was, and once it hits up here and it's no longer in the shoulder blade, I know that it's about to go away. But while it was up, what is this? My trap? Yeah, my traps. Cause when you do that in a gym, that's your trap. So once it's up here, it's really difficult for me with this right hand to do work, to type, to move my mouse, to do all these things um, during the day. So I was like, I can't take this anymore. I took the uh muscle relaxants plus some pain pill as well plus some edibles 
no three edibles. Swig, swigs of vodka and no now edibles, i'm here no alcohol and i could feel it starting to set in during the day and most people know i'm a project manager producer so i need to be on top of my shit well i was not i even blocked time off on my calendar for 30 minutes to walk around the block get some look sunlight. at you i was like dr huberman help me the sun gotta be in my eyes i'm i'm hi sh- right now <laughs> hi <laughs> Baby, I walked around that block. I drank one of those herb. What is the the tea? Herbamate, Herbamate teas. I love them. If if y'all are listening, please give us a sponsorship. I really enjoy your products. Amen. And came back. I had a call from four thirty to five thirty, and I was struggling on the call. So I took my laptop. I went in my room where there's more sunlight, and I just sat there. And I woke up at seven twenty, and I have no idea. If I was even on that call, if anybody oh was talking God. to me, I was like, oh, shit. I woke up and it still said I was on the call and everybody oh hung God. up. And so I was just like, I can't get I Luckily, I wasn't on camera, thank God. And I've gotten better because we've been- You was on been, there nodding, looking like you was on the, no, I, I under the a, Frankfurt line, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they never fall, though. They I never put, fall. I put a sticky note. I put sticky notes on top of my- my camera because I don't want you know how we've been doing all this research on how companies are spying on their employees etc etc so they couldn't have seen me sleep but baby I I wrote my boss so fast I said Monica um hi (laughs) I am so sorry I full disclosure I've been dealing with my she knows that I have this though um, because it she was know middle, everything about you, girl. She really does. Because it was in the middle of the workday once where I had to, I was, cr- I immediately, I just started crying on a call because whatever happened, whatever happens in my back, it locked up to the point where I had to go to the hospital. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't function. So anyway, long story short, that happened today. So I'm a little wired. And when I woke up, I was like, where am I at? What time is? I thought I was like one o'clock in the morning. That's why I just ate. I just shoved salad down my throat because I'm like I need oh. something to to kind of ground me a little bit. So if I say some wrong shit today, y'all, it's because I am actually on drugs. But anyway, um, the rage. <laughs> I'm recovering from the Eagles' loss. I went to Antoinette's house. She went to, mo- my house. to her mom's house. She went to my white mom's house. And we had food and family. Internet is her white mom. I really did understand you a lot more. <laughs> and I was like, wow. We're very similar. It's disgusting. My m- So I'm going to say this about the game. I've never been more proud of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts could have been the MVP of the game, given the performance that he gave. I also would like to say that there was a missed call when he yes. fumbled that football. When he fumbled the ball, Shanti, there was a face mask. You can't grab people in their helmets. And Somebody grabbed him by the face. Had him by the face, and it was missed, and, then and they that's why give, he fumbled. Then they had that whack-ass call at the end. Can't tell you Listen what it was. Listen to Shanti. She knows sports, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then the, the, the end of the game was determined by a ticky-tack penalty call, which that kind of holding happens every game. And the Eagles... I was very proud of them. They made no excuses. They they beat themselves a bit. Special teams did not play well. Um, I wasn't a super fan of the play calling. There was a huge, huge 
uh, missed opportunity where Jalen Hurts threw a beautiful ball. And I forget who it was, but he did not catch it. It definitely wasn't A.J. Brown. Um, but anyway, we had a great season. I'm really proud of the team. I think Jalen Hurts is just such a stand-up human. I remember when he was still a backup quarterback, and I kept telling my dad, I really like this kid. He was raised right. He's a coach's kid. He he was already doing a ton of work in the community in Philly, and he's only 24 years old. Where is he, he from? He's from... Um, I think he's from Alabama. Okay, Jalen. I actually he might cute have just too. Made that that tongue. He got a thick, long tongue. That oh, tongue is pretty. You sound like all the right. You know what? And that was irritated on Twitter because I'm on Twitter talking about the game, losing my mind, and all these women are just like, "Who is that? He fine. Like Girl. we've been known. Jalen been cute, and also Jalen is a baby. Leave that little boy alone. But. I just commented on his anatomy. I didn't say anything else. It was soul crushing. I was really upset. I wept. I drove home listening to Feel It in the Air. And I just was, I was really sad. I had a hard time sleeping. It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous how sports affects me, especially football. Her heart was palpitating. She was going through it. I was really stressed out because, and and the worst part was when, when Mahomes looked like he was injured going into the half. They said he did drugs, or is that uh no? No, a lot of What's people are news, saying that news. they think that he um that he went he in the back used and some did... illegal drug. Yeah, to help came back him. on super Superman shit. Yeah, wow, it's wild out here. Whatever. He's 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 he an was talented though. He was no, killing he's an it amazing too. quarterback. He's killing but um, Jalen, I think perform outperformed him when it comes to the QB thing. But he him him winning them winning in the year of their um. The year that everybody was saying they were rebuilding. I don't know. It's just, we'll see. A lot of our coaches already left. They're already getting promotions to head coaching jobs and shit like that. So we'll see how it pans out next year. Jalen's going to get paid. We'll see how much money is left over for the rest of the team. He deserves to get paid. This is not a sports podcast, so I'll keep it pushing. But I'm proud of my team. Fly Eagles fly. Amen. Um, I'm entering my doing phase. <laughs> so this weekend after the oh was it a weekend am i making that up when was the super bowl sunday last today last week it was last, last weekend right it yeah. was sunday no it was this last a couple days ago like two days ago four three days ago wow when was i anyway i was hanging out with my friend black and black has been instrumental in helping me with this like returning back to myself whether it's through photography whether it's through conversation that feels like therapy um and he does this for everybody in his life that he fucks with in that way and for a, a black is also a musician and if you guys remember he was on the podcast he's a master drummer yada 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 and so he knows that i have a background in music and in performance and he has been having really hard conversations with himself. And I think he projected onto me a little bit, but that's cool. Um, but he's been having hard conversations with himself around um, doing. Like, we we know all the things. You know, you can sit there and you can figure out why you're not singing and how you know you need to and what that's rooted in and what's stopping you. And you can, basically, you can sit there and do all of the work but you're not doing the work. You're just talking about the work. 
And so he basically said that to me. He was like, you know, I'm not going to keep having these conversations with you. I've said everything that I need to say. You know what you need to do. And I'm done. You're either going to do it or you're not. And told me he wasn't going to speak to me again if I didn't oh. do it within the next 48 hours. And I was like, what? I know it was manipulative, but it was what I needed. And he was just like, you respond to... um Manipulation and coercion. Manipulation, coercion, and deadlines. Punitive measures. <laughs> yes, that's how oh. we get you working. <laughs> so oh. slowly but surely, I sang for him, or for me. I sang, though, like, in front of him, like, for real. He's heard me play around, but he's never heard me sing. And, like, warmed up, like, for real with my norming, Annoying. See, that's the drugs with she my high. annoying warm ups. Um, and was super supportive. Um, but ended up like I went in like the hallway of his studio to practice and to do some stuff. And he ended up recording it and then was just saying to me, If you don't post this, then I'm not gonna talk to you. Oh, more coercion. Yes. And so posted it and wanted to throw up posted it in like the middle of the night and then just woke up to such lovely messages. You going to post it on around the way curls. I noticed that you didn't post it on around the way curls. I feel like a lot of the around the way curls people already followed me. The ones that would or do or what the ones that would follow me already do. So it's I'm like gonna post it on around the way curls with your consent. Okay. But or I won't talk to you anymore. <laughs> That's how you get me moving. Um, but anyway, it felt really good. And it made me think about um, it. Just I, I just felt opened up in a different way. I yes. felt really compartmentalized in terms of like these people in my life know that I used to do this thing and that I have this ability, but these other people don't and they don't need to. And these people know me as a podcaster, but my family doesn't know about podcasting at all. And these, and so I just feel like I have these different worlds and I show up um, kind of fractured in a way in different that's, spaces. That's how I function, girl. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know is, it is, child. What is the alternative? So, well, the alternative is to be yourself for real. And so that's what I'm doing. And he has since, you know, basically said, okay, that was cute. That was like a little snippet. So now you're going to do a full song by the, within he the gave next you two more? weeks. Oh, yeah. He's not playing. He's like, no, this is going to be ever repeated his thing. business now. Okay. Now he's I know. not your manager. I'm All like, right. you know what? Lynn needs to come from your own inspiration and creativity and will. But you okay. Know, you know what's funny is that I'm like, okay, so when you're having this art show, and he's like, it's not about me. This is, that's my, my, my purpose is to help other people. I'm like, yo, that's so fucking, <laughs> so it, it's, you are, you are projecting and it's helping me, but I see you as well. So whatever. Um, and the difference between the two of us is if I said to him, I'll never talk to you again if you don't do it, he'll say, I really appreciated your time. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, go ahead, girl. Um, so, yeah, so that felt, that feels and felt really good. It felt really good to sing, like, full voice. I don't even think I've done that in the house because I got this crazy lady upstairs. Um, but she she's really going to hate me soon because I'm going to do a lot of that. And for Valentine's so Day. For you. Thank you. For Valentine's Day, I I am sad to report that 
Um, I made a request on the episode. I said, if you are similar to a certain <laughs> cultural critic. Girl, you still bringing. Wow. I'm not saying you, anybody's <laughs> name you, now. You are similar really to, tricky. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, uh, th- this is going to lead into my point. No one, no one actually came through and said, no one came through and, and told me that they loved me in my DM. And no. that was. What you asked them to be. They didn't say to say they love you. That's easy. Everybody's going to say they love you. their me. way of being just needed to be similar to a certain person. <laughs> but one person did hit me. was like, I'm not that person, but I am like Dwayne Wayne. And I said, oh, you really know me then. <laughs> You really, boy. Well, what happened? What, oh, together. boy. What, what? him? Dwayne Wade. Um, Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade, the, the the guy who said. Oh, no. It, I, was, I wasn't serious. I was like, ha, ha, ha. You must really know me. Shout like, out to you. He's, he said, I fucking am serious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Shout out I, to That's you. all joking. But no, for Valentine's. So I ended up spending Valentine's Day alone, which was fine. I worked. And then I felt a little bit tender and so I said you know what I'm gonna go to hot yoga I went to hot yoga and right before I parked in front of the studio and as soon as I parked I got a phone call and it was really sad news from home around just some health stuff this that's gonna go on with a loved one and I I just I got off the phone and was like okay are you going to go in there? Like, what are you going to do? And I said, you're going to dedicate yourself to this practice and see what comes up. And so I did the hot yoga. And by the end of the class, I was on the mat. It was a very end of the class where we're in Shabasana, And I had the towel over my, I just put my towel over my face and wept, mm. like wept. And you know, a lot of times like it's opening. So a lot of times in, in yoga, especially these things, things can come up and pour mm-hmm. out of you. Mm-hmm. And the most loving thing about the class was that everybody just let me. No one, no one like, they knew, they could hear like, they could hear that, but they just let it be. And and I could almost feel them sending me energy. Oh. And after the class, um, experience. it was really beautiful. And especially on Valentine's Day after the class, my you know, my eyes are all red and I'm, Got my, I'm looking down at the ground because I'm like embarrassed and I'm getting my stuff. And everybody was like, I hope you have a good night. You know, like just, and I'm sure they thought I had a breakup or something on Valentine's Day and it wasn't that, but it was, it was really sweet. And it, it reminded me of, you know, humanity. So it was great. Wow. We're 26 minutes in. Just, you had very long updates, but those were important. Okay. Well, and good. Very good. Thank you. Do you, would you like to ask people to rate, share, and subscribe? <laughs> Please rate, share, and subscribe <laughs> the podcast. <clears throat> um, and also become a patron if you'd like to see us in our glory. You can subscribe to us on Patreon, become a patron, and um, we're going to move into our break. Thank you so much. After these messages, we will be right back. Boop. And it's February 15th. We are smack dab still in the middle celebrating and exalting black history. Today, I 
want to exalt one of my favorite poets. Now, let me tell you something. I don't like spoken word. I often run away from it, often avoid it at all costs. But we all had a moment, I guess, in the early 2000, 2010. It's kind of dipped off a little bit. We had our Rupi Car moment. Remember Rupi Car? I never. I don't like Rupi Car. Oh, you don't like her as a person? No, or you I don't, don't like her I work? I don't. I her work doesn't move me. I appreciate okay. what she does, but I'm always just like, girl, okay. It's but okay. She's it's no Nayira Wahid. Good. It's good. No, she's not. But That's the king, shame. the god, is Worsenshire. And you guys know Worsenshire because she made lemonade what it was. Her writing, her interludes, the way that she weaved the story of Beyonce's process is all because of Worsenshire's writing. And she is Somalian, born in Kenya, but later moved to the UK. She's a writer, poet, editor, and teacher. And she is one of my favorite poets. She just, her writing just cuts through you. It makes you weep. It makes you think. It makes you feel and she's really dope and really beautiful to look at too you can follow her on um instagram at warson underline shire as well underline underscore underscore in 2011 she released teaching my mother how to give birth i highly recommend that book um they're kind of obscure hard to get but i feel like on amazon you can easily get it and last year she released her second book bless the daughter raised by a voice in her head and so teaching my mother how to give birth is centered around like immigrant experience um and how that ripples through just family life where bless the daughter raised by a voice in her head is very much around like the mother-daughter relationship and around um being a child with a lot of responsibilities. And so she broke the internet and I feel like this is the gateway. I feel like this is her kind of Rupi Car. I feel Rupi Car is dope because she taps into women who've had their heart broken or like their first love and them rebuilding themselves from like a fuck boy. That's what it is. It's like around fuck boy recovery. Rupi Car is like, just just helps folks along that way and I feel like this poem by Worsen Shar just dominated Tumblr when it first came out um and it's called for women how who are difficult to love and she go and so I wish I could do it in a British accent like she does you, you'd be better off listening to it on YouTube because I'm not going to do it um justice but you are a horse running alone and he tries to tame you Compared you to an impossible highway, to a burning house. Says you are blinding him, that he could never leave you, forget you, want anything but you. You dizzy him. You are unbearable. Every woman before or after you is doused in your name. You fill his mouth. His teeth ache with memory of taste. His body just a long shadow seeking yours. But you are always too intense, frightening in the way you want him, unashamed and sacrificial. He tells you that no man can live up to the one who lives in your head. And you tried to change, didn't you? Closed your mouth more, tried to be softer, 
prettier, less volatile, less awake. But even when sleeping, you could feel him traveling away from you in his dreams. So what do you want to do, love? Split his head open? You can't make homes out of human beings. Someone should have already told you that. And if he wants to leave, then let him leave. You are terrifying and strange and beautiful, something not everyone knows how to love. She's the God. I love her very much. And she has lots of poems like that. Um, so you guys should support her books, buy them, follow them, and tap your yeah. fingers like some beat nips. Slap them. <laughs> I also want to highlight a black business here in Philadelphia that just opened. This is also an Around the Way Curls listener and Sable Collective supporter. She is a biracial sistren. I can't right. remember. She, to <laughs> she told me, um, I'm going to remember this story so I can share it accurately, but her mother's, her white Jewish mother married a black man. And the way her name changed in marrying him was just like, I'm going to get the exact name Wait. change. Her mother married a black man and also uh, became Muslim. So her mom went from like a very white ass name to a very black ass name. And she told me this story one day and I was like, I have to share this on the podcast, but I have since forgot what the mother's name change was, but it's very epic. But anyway, this is to highlight her business. This is Mayana. She has a new bridal business in Philadelphia. Mm. It's called Kin Folk Bride. It's in the Bach building. It's a boutique bridal, I guess, um, business, because I don't know the other word to describe it. Um, and you, it's appointment only. So you go in and have a very personalized um, experience with Mayana. She has been doing this for years and this is her branching out on her own and follow her at Kinfolk Bride, K-I-N-F-O-L-K-B-R-I-D and check her out online and make an appointment at <clears throat> kinfolkbride.com and um, support her, especially if you're about to get married or whatever. Dope. Dope. Uh, that ties into our hot shit. Hot shit. Hot shit. Hot shit. Hot shit. So I have something to shout out here in New York, and they also do this in LA. Um, but I went to a polyamorous collective gain mic. Girl, you're killing me. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, it is called, and I I don't want to mess this up. Um, Bonanonas. And what that, did you say? Bonanonas. Oh. And that is patois for a special thing, a special person, a special time. And I love that. It is a non-monogamous, friendly, black hottie. Wait, no, I said this wrong. <laughs> it's the drugs. So <laughs> people who are invited are considered non-monogamous, friendly, black hotties, centering pleasure and play as we unlearn and love together. Ooh, mission statement, fuck it up. Clear. <laughs> right? Who's the clientele? I know. What are we doing? It's clear. <laughs> fuck it up. So a friend of mine, well, I mean, it's weird to call. I know him. He feels so familiar to me. I met him actually in Ghana, Dar. Um, and it was very random how we met. We were just like frolicking and there were so many different Americans there and he happened to be from Brooklyn and somehow we wound up at like his people's, I think it was their Airbnb or their hotel, something. And we like connected. And then I would see him at different events. We seem to be a bit like-minded. I am not 
um, polyamorous, but I'm I dipping and dabbling. No, no, but I I um I recognize I recognize um how effective and beautiful it is. Um, polyamory. Um, when I was there, so I, I. didn't have plans for the evening and a friend of mine invited me who's exploring polyamory and immediately when I walked in my friend wasn't even there yet Uh, my other friend was there and just really warm welcoming as soon as someone walks in everything stops you're introduced and it was funny I I walked in and I was and I sat down and I looked at my one friend and I said how do I know this guy and she said you went on a date with him before and I was like oh (laughs) And I did, I, I knew I knew him, but I was, you know me, child. It was years did ago. He, did he bring that up? Like, yeah, we went on a date or he just didn't mention it? No, either. he, I think that he, he, no, he was just like, how have you been? It's been a long time since we've crossed okay. paths. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. But I, I couldn't place him. I knew, I was like, why does he look so familiar? I know him. We went on one date, like once. I don't even know if it was a date. It was more like, a, you want to blink? Um, anyway. Everything stops when you walk in. Everyone is, they greet you, they ask your name, um, and they're all, you know, there's a, a way that they're in their bodies too. Um, they are occupying their full ass bodies. They are kind of, the way they move through space is super intentional. I was just like observing it. The way they- This was everybody there? Yeah. I mean- Interesting. The the and, and he's gonna come on the pod. He told me he would, and he gave me some dates, so I can't wait to have him on. Um, but anyway, I don't want to. I won't make this a long thing. But it was really beautiful. So if this is something that you feel um, would be beneficial to you, then I suggest you look them up. I will link their information in the description, and he he will come on the podcast and talk about it. This type of event was not closed to for members only. This was where like you could bring other people. Oh, not it's every a, event. It's a members only club. It though. is a members only okay. club, but they do branch out and do other things where they allow right. other folks in. Okay. And just like everyone in the room just felt familiar. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room felt like family. Right. And you could see, and, and and we played a lot of games that were, you know, silly games, but then we also played these games that were similar to like the Esther Perel, um, where shall we begin kind of card games where you're really answering um, questions that lead you to be vulnerable and open and just such, such beautiful peeling back of the layers occurred, you know, I with complete that. strangers and um, that that word humanity that word and and love is was really felt in the space, and they they're just it just feels like a free love kind of vibe. So shout out to them. It was dope. I had a really good time. I stayed out way past my bedtime, but it was lots of fun. And then finally, I just want to let everyone know that I don't think that they're confused or that this was a a secret, but. We are not the biggest fans of Michael B. Jordan here on this podcast. He's fine. We don't hate him. But we're not all hype boots about Michael B. I'm especially not hype boots about Michael B. these days because Michael B. is coming out with Creed 3. 
which, you know, created the whole premise is based off of a, a boxer from Philly. And when asked about the Super Bowl, he said he was rooting against us. So Philly, the city of Philadelphia, they are boycotting Creed. <laughs> and I love that. And I think I will too. Not that I was ever going to see it. But I do want to see it because Jonathan is in it. So it's tricky. I'm going to go see that. You not shit. <laughs> but also, I'm not shit for watching football. We're all complicit in this. But I want to shout out Philly folks who are not going to go to the movies and spend their money on it. You can wait for it to come out on Netflix because I'm sure it will be there. Oh. But Michael B. Jordan, that was a terrible PR move. You are corny for that. Don't he know where what Philly And don't is? nobody like you. Oh. I was really mad when I saw that. It wow. wasn't even a smart PR move. You I was with all fucking what I saw on them. Whatever. Right. Oh, moving right along. Politics is usually well. <laughs> um, in a in a much more sobering note, I just want to again, we we didn't go into detail and we're not going to again today because we need to I I need to f- have some lighter conversation. But I just want to encourage the listeners, light a candle, say a prayer for the folks over in Turkey and Syria who have been devastated by those earthquakes. The death toll is up past 37,000 people. Like, I can't wrap my head around how many people that actually is. That that is just... Just beyond tragic. And so many of those folks probably died because we couldn't get to them Mm -hmm. and rescue them. They rescued (gasps) a man recently, bless you. They rescued a man, I think, yesterday who survived off of drinking his own urine. There was also a baby. They did rescue a baby. Because it's freezing as well. Yeah. (sighs) It's It's, unimaginable. No, it's unimaginable. You cannot imagine it. Mm -mm. I cannot wrap my head around that. I can't wrap my head around being in my home, sleeping, and then all of a sudden and then everything just crumbling. And then your family's gone. Oh, Lord. And there are stories of, you know, there are stories of Syrian refugees who lost family members in the war there mm-hmm. that came and then lost more, lost, ev- lost everything. Yeah. Just everybody's gone now. These I just, are, like, what? These are the, the things fuck? that, you know, I'm reading... Uh, this here flesh, which is helping me get more rooted into my faith. But these are the things I, I thought that, that my faith was only kind of rocky because of its deep connection to white supremacy um, in terms of like Christianity, Catholicism. But it is also this things that I can't make sense of. I can't make sense of the why of this. Why? For what? I, I have such a hard time understanding that. So it's 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 devastating. And then on top of that, I want to spend send special prayers, love and light to the 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 Michigan State University community. I don't know if you know this, but I used to go there everywhere every year for my last job. Oh, that was that was had one the big... of the schools wow. that was a part oh of the program. Oh my god, internet. And What's crazy is February was the time, it's this time of the year that they would have their event and that I would fly over and and oversee it. Um, and so I just felt terrible. I just feel so terrible for those poor kids 
who lost their lives, who are injured, who have, who have, they said that some of their recovery is going to take well, th- years. Well, there was one girl who was experienced another a school shooting. I don't, multiple I, children. There are multiple students there who have already already survived high school I mass can't. shootings yeah, and are I now can't. dealing uh-huh. with another mass shooting in their college. It's it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable, but it is absolutely something that legislation needs to needs to finally do like real work on this. I understand that um Joseph Robinette got one of, you know, the the best bills passed in terms of um the NRA but and and kind of like putting some uh I'm struggling for my words cuz it's fucking pills. Um what is it? Putting some what is the word? Measures, restraints, boundaries, Res- restrictions and things on on access to certain kinds of guns, et cetera, et cetera. But really upsetting to see that the the person responsible for this was black. I, I got to be honest. I was sick. Like, no. But, um, and and then that human killed themselves as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a. And then today, I'm sorry, then today you have. The guy, the 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 guy who killed all of the folks in New York, in I think it was Buffalo, right? In the in the grocery uh-huh. store. Yeah. What about him? He is he was on trial and supposed to get his sentencing, and you know one of the survivors stormed him, you know, and tried to basically oh I get his hands that. around him um, in court. You know, all of this. All of this shit has a rippling effect and it's really, really real. Oh, yeah. And I just don't know how. Well, it's interesting you said it has a rippling effect. I wonder what the center, I don't know if there is a center, but before somebody buys a machine gun, there's so many situations and um, consequences and so many things that build up to that decision. You know what I mean? Like, Mm And I don't know if this I, was a machine gun used in or MSU, whatever gun, so whatever know. leads somebody to do that, and the fact that it's happening so often, there has to be reasons behind it, and and I definitely, definitely think that there should be restrictions on guns, but I don't know if that is like really an honest um, reflection of of how to solve this this illness this mental this i don't know what it is this violence i don't know i don't, I don't know but it's it's, a, it's a rotting complete solve yeah i don't think it's a complete solve but well, at least I think an acknowledgement it, it like I think it would help what's something to acknowledge it like what's name it what's the language around it that we're talking about like i don't know i mean but, the mental i i hesitate to say that because most often that is the argument of the Republican Party whose pockets are full of NRA dollars um, is that, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. And that's how they get away with not having appropriate legislation around guns. Um, so I, don't I understand completely true. what you're talking I understand I, completely what you're talking about. I just think that certain parties use that and flip it. 
and and they sure. flip it on its head to to further um their own agendas and to wipe their hands clean it's like if i'm sitting here and saying you know i'm well, I, i'm freezing I don't know if it shouldn't be a, f- a focus though it, i mean yeah then maybe they'll do that you know run dismiss it but I don't know. We don't know. I just, I have no idea, but I don't know that there is a more ominous, deeper thing that America, again, it was built on. Like, I, I think that we think this violence and stuff is like new shit, but it's the, the bloodshed in this country is, is, is wild. It's yeah. really, it's, and it's been, and I, I don't, I wonder the more that America acknowledges it or becomes accountable to it, I wonder what that cracks open or what that. That's all they do is acknowledge relieves. it in my mind. That's all they do is acknowledge and offer Who's fucking they? prayers. The Congress, human beings, the, you know, the, the fact that America was built on. Um, no, not bloodshed? America was built on it, but when something like this happens, they acknowledge. How sad it is, the, how culture, the, how it's not good for the culture. Before you started talking, I was saying like the, if, if somebody's, t- if, if you're telling me global warming is making, let's just use this as an example. Global warming is making the winters more frigid. I am in my house freezing, but my window's open. Close the fucking window. It's not going to solve global warming it's not going to solve the mental health crisis but if you put some restrictions around the guns the open window maybe i'm not cold anymore you know people will say oh somebody will go and purchase a knife you know if they really want to hurt people then they can stab somebody the amount of people that you can you can't mass stab you know as as quickly as you can hurt harm mm-hmm. with these guns mm-hmm. yeah. so no i don't think it's I don't think that that is the only solution, but I do believe it's one of them. Mm-hmm. I do too. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Prayers up. This it's just so sad, and we'll see what the fuck happens. We got elections coming up, y'all. But you got something here. Go ahead, Shani. Also, prayers up. This is very strange. Um, an awful experience in Ohio. There was a train derailment. Is that East Palestine or East Palestine? I don't know how that. you pronounce it, say, but it's confirmed that this is Ohio, the U.S., not it's Palestine. East, East Palestine, Ohio. Um, there was a train derailment, and the train had a lot of hazardous chemicals. And basically, in order to, I think, to solve it from um, exploding, they had to, like, burn it out. And what ended up happening was that they have these huge fire flumes of toxic air they had to evacuate all of the residents within the area in the middle similar in the middle of the night have them leave um while these this black smoke just filled the air the evacuation order was lifted on wednesday but since then there have been a growing number of reports about people experiencing burning sensation Mm. animals falling ill and a strong order odor but the Environmental Protection Agency says that they haven't detected any levels of concern, which, what? I just... Yeah, they're telling people to go home. I saw that today. To go home. Mm-hmm. And the water's safe. Yeah. Meanwhile, they have chemicals that if it interacts with oxygen, I don't know all the, all the science, it like can 
forms into like formaldehyde. Like it's just. Wait, what? Some of the tox, the, some of the chemicals in there, you know, if chemicals react or are exposed to certain temperatures uh-huh. or oxygen or whatever, like it can morph into this whole other thing. Um, and one of them can actually, um, if if not formaldehyde, a, a similar agent as formaldehyde is what it can turn into. Um, and this is weeks after Congress passed and President Biden decided into law the legislation that forced a labor agreement between the freight railroads and unions. And I, they're not making that connection. They also, a lot of people are saying that they're not talking about this enough and that there were also a number of other um, train derailments in Texas and North Carolina, if I'm right, that haven't been getting the attention that they um, deserve. And they're not saying that it's because of burnout or a lack of staffing, but obviously there was some type of systemic issue that there was some type of neglect that this could have happened. I feel like train, I feel like any kind of travel planes require diligent, diligent upkeep and management. And the fact that it just went um, unnoticed. Oh, well, the infrastructure pretty- in this country hasn't gone unnoticed. I mean, that's why these infrastructure bills that are being passed by Biden are so huge. Well, because we're, the, the, our the, train, our railroads, our bridges, our, the, the shit's all falling apart. But to force, I, I don't know that the trail, the train um, folks got the deal that they wanted. I it see. was kind of like they didn't actually You're get. You're talking about the union? The unions, yeah. Okay. Of the, of that, you know, of the, the labor force of the trains that drive it, that manage mm-hmm. the railroads, that do everything, they're like burnt out. We talked about it before and understaffed and have really, really strict um, rules if they call off or, you know, really kind of like unreasonable yeah. asks of them in terms of their time and their capacity. And I don't think that that was solved. I think it was just kind of like, all right, you can get everything but what you've been asked for what you asked for so i don't know um that's really scary i like what do you do you buy a house you're still making payments on your house your water's fucking contaminated your air's contaminated like how do you let your kids outside that just feels devastating and really really scary and so out of your control um so prayers for those folks as well and and hopefully what they're saying is true is that it's not any levels of concern, quote unquote, even though there's a <laughs> plume of hazardous em- uh, chemicals. I don't think it's, uh, yeah. Uh, like the amount of, the 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 fact that that kind of chemical spill or exposure can last for years, hundreds of years, if it like gets in your soil, if it gets into your water, I don't know, sounds, sounds well, very scary, but. In other news, and I'll, I'll go quickly with this, the U.S. is shooting down a bunch of unknown objects. Girl, <laughs> and, an, and a military plane just fell randomly on a highway. I did not just see was, that. Yes. Where did you see that? Pull that up. In quick. the meantime, in between time, US, the U.S. shot down four different objects. Um, and, and just to under give some backstories, things to look at, um, the, the reason why this is really concerning, I, I know that a lot of folks are like, oh, okay, they shooting it down, we good. But this is really dangerous based off of like, whenever you have your own air force and military flying on your 
over your land and shooting at shit that they don't know what it is. Um, a couple things. Because we don't know what it is, we don't know what it could potentially release into the atmosphere. Um, we don't know like we're we're not we're not even able to recover a lot of what these things are in terms of the debris from blowing it up. Uh, you know, the balloon, the first balloon that they that they uh blew up, they recovered parts of that because that was over um water. But these other things, like one thing deflated, the other thing just kind of broke into a bunch of pieces. So it it was evident that it wasn't made of the same materials as the other objects. Um, and this is over North America, North America as a whole, because another one was over Canada. But something to consider is that I know people are like, oh, well, we spy on other countries and they spy on us. Um, the U.S. definitely spies on other countries. A lot of it, though, is via satellite. Um, and so a lot of it's like up in space. And then we have these blimps that that fly very close to countries that we are um that we are spying on, but we don't enter their actual airspace. And that's kind of the way we get around it. Um, but this could potentially escalate with a China. Like if China wanted to escalate this, because usually in spy shit, whatever you do to one country, they do it back to Listen you. Listen to you talk about spy shit. <laughs> I'm serious. Whatever you do to one country, they do back to you. I've been like listening to this. I've been so into all of this lately. And so if they wanted to escalate, that would look like shooting down a satellite or shooting down a, one of our blimps that's not in their airspace, you know, and then that turns into how do we respond to that? So I think that President Biden received and the entire White House received a lot of backlash based off of how they approached the first balloon. They allowed it to, one, enter into our airspace try to see where it was going. And then when they finally did shoot it down, they wanted to shoot it down over water so that they could recover it so that there was no potential damage to, or, you know, danger to civilians and civilian life. So it's very interesting to see how aggressive the White House has been with these other objects. They're saying like, oh, these aren't UFOs, but y'all just remember during covid yeah that's where my conspiracy theories come i don't believe anything no during covid they already said that there were ufos Yeah, but i don't believe this we don't know (laughs) these are unknown we don't know what's going on i don't believe i don't even i don't i don't know how much i believe it's china now it's china naming china as this oh it's it's very convenient yeah, China and I Russia. I don't believe any of this. China and Russia don't. always. China and Russia. I don't believe <laughs> any of what you just said is just like, I don't trust that at all. Oh, I think that Amer- even when they say like, oh, we only spy via satellite. We spy with these blimps. Get I'm the sure that there are here. so many other ways that we're spying on we countries. Have no idea. It's not even funny. So this is something to watch, though, because I, I remember thinking like, if you blow this out of what if it's a bomb what if it's a like you're gonna blow this up and then what is this releasing into the air like what if that's what they want you to do is to blow it up it's just so what if it's not china what if it's completely what not if it's somebody any of the in things florida that said just trying to en- encourage a war <laughs> the fact that i named florida why be hating on florida not so the florida floridians are tricky <laughs> No, In other I news, because I, I want to get to pop culture, Nikki Haley. Hmm. 
former South Carolina governor and Trump's former ambassador to the United Nations. I said this, I think two podcasts ago, she's officially thrown her hat into the presidential race. Nikki Haley, while white presenting, is the daughter of two Indian immigrants. Um, she does not feel that, a ra- that America is racist. She is against the woke left, and she says that they are wrong for even implying that America is racist. She touts the fact that she got rid of Confederate flags in her state, but really she did that because of the horrible mass shooting where the man had the Confederate flag. And she said, oh, they they kind of um, co-opted the, not the American flag, excuse me, Confederate flag. They co-opted the Confederate flag and what it stands for. And it's like, bitch, the Confederate flag does not stand for anything else but violence and racism against black and brown folks, but okay. Um, and she says, even on our worst day, we believe we are blessed to live in America. She's one of those. Um, her campaign so far to me feels very ageist. Um, she wants term limits for Congress, which, okay, that's not a terrible idea, but she also, um, keeps touting this, like, we need to throw out the old tired political establishment. And she also has mentioned that she wants anyone over the age of 75 to undergo a mandatory mental competency test, which obviously she's talking about Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden, which to me, I'm like, who okay, are, who wants to be a president? Just, Oh yeah. Anybody running for office, okay. not just presidential. Um, she's, she's tiptoeing around the Donald Trump affiliation. She was very much cozied up next to him. She was complicit in the campaign, not the campaign, the election denying. And she also said she would never run against Donald Trump, which makes me believe that this entire run, her getting in the race early, really right now, the only two people in the race on the Republican party, not really, but truthfully are Donald Trump and this chick, uh, Nikki Haley. And, um, I don't like her. She's very wishy-washy. She goes, but she's, she's just like most politicians. She says one thing and then is doing a completely 180. The next time you talk to her, she's, she's very tricky, very tricky, but, um, yeah, somebody to watch out for. I personally think she's running for VP. I don't think she's running to be anybody's president. Um, but I hope we're not giving our tax do- our dollars to her, our American dollars to her campaign. But I'm sure there's going to be, I think she's going to appeal to a lot of the um, women Republicans. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see her navigate that Donald Trump affiliation. But honestly, people, ha- people haven't called her out on that as much so far. I think because anybody that runs against Donald Trump that's going to be a talking point. They were all cozied up with them. So it's like, you can come for her on that, but everybody's complicit in that one on the Republican party side, except for Liz Cheney, who I ain't no Liz Cheney fan either. Tricky. Anyway, that's all for pop culture. We're at our end. So let's move or yeah, politics. Thank you. Let's move on over to pop culture. Where of course we have to talk about the Super Bowl. Let's first start with Cheryl Lee Ralph. You was cackling over there when she was singing. Man, know why? You was hating on Miss Ralph now? I wasn't hating. Our dream I, girl. I just um, 
Yeah, it was. I like the white guy playing the uh, guitar better than her performance. I hate to say. Oh, that. what's his name? He no. Why the white he, guy? Because he was a white guy. He was. But what's he his name? It. I he still don't know it. his name, but I'm a big fan of his, and he had the most, the best performance. I think. Oh, I'm not the Chris whole thing, Stapleton. but I fuck with him. Like he fucked it up. Chris Stapleton is so full as fuck. I I preferred his performance over Cheryl. No disrespect, but just like your uh, you just hate musical theater people. You hate them. No, I like it, (laughs) but the drama wasn't giving like the the vocals behind it for the drama. You know, can I I say something? Can I say something? Oh, this is gonna be a hot take. That song don't slap like that. I love I love lift every voice and sing. I do. But it's, it's, I forgot she sung Lift Every Voice. That, first of all, what was funny was that um, Fox News or somebody, somebody on Fox News called it. It the wasn't Black Lift National Every Voice. Anthem. No, they, they were like the quote unquote Black National Anthem. But they <laughs> called it. Um, they, they misquoted it or they mis, they didn't call it Lift Every Voice and Sing. It was a different word for lift, but means lift. And everybody was like, that's not even what Carry the song is called. every voice and sing. It was something dumb, but it was <laughs> fucking funny. every voice and sing. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. It was okay. It was okay. Like I said. I like what she audible. tried to do with it. And you couldn't tell her she wasn't killing it. No. First, she looked she beautiful. She, Always. I, she looked beautiful. I thought she sounded great. I thought she sold it. As much as you can s- sell that. It's hard to be sing a song. Oh no! Tell Jasmine to sing it, then I'll be a, I'll be a. But Jasmine would have changed the arrangement. She would have did a little, a little something else to it. Put a little staples on it. I want Jasmine to do a song with him. Yeah, he could sing. That apparently a little birdie said that he was actually he and Mary J. Blige were actually supposed to do the national anthem the year that Jasmine did it with the other guy. And Jasmine and the other guy were the replacements. Well, I don't like Mary with him either. That wouldn't have been good. It should have been Jasmine with Staples. Same. I agree. But, you know, shout out to Cheryl Lee Ralph. Shout out good. to. She's, she's having a moment. Okay? It's her time. It she's is her time. A moment. And I'm she here did, for it. She did what needed to be done with that song that's hard to make very interesting. Sorry. I love Listen, it. Listen, you sing that with a bunch of six, 11-year-olds? In the morning, that shit slaps. We would get it in. <laughs> oh, and it's this part. We would fuck it up, not knowing none of the words. Still I love though. It. You still don't, apparently. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her. She's the most snotty nosed looking little kid well. right now, too, with her tissues. No. All right, let's get to it. Rihanna, Rihanna. Rihanna. Everybody's starting to say her name correctly. <laughs> I love it. Too. I love that people are finally saying Rihanna. Um, I don't, I'm gonna. I don't want to talk. I want to know what you think. Well, um, first, well, I'm so sorry. I want to say that there there was some symbolism. I just want to lay it out there. Um, there was a salute to in honor of Andre Leon Talley, and then uh, some people felt that the dancers were symbolic of sperm. And that the red was some that she wore was also symbolic of Your blood and motherhood. Saying, what are they? What are they supposed to be? <laughs> what is this? My mom <laughs> was not into it. Um, Adrian Marie Brown wrote, "Flying, prolific, pregnant, 
businesswoman who makes extremely hard work look effortless. I love that lady. Some criticism. She received some criticism. The ho ho. Donald Dickhead Trump. Why to even mention this? Let me. I gotta say this. He has no. Well, he has his, he has beef with nothing. Rihanna. His beef with Rihanna is because she told him to stop playing. Please don't stop. The, bless you. Told him to stop playing. Please don't stop the music at his campaign rallies when he was running. She was like, I, 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 "Don't play my music," and so he's hated her ever since. And he said Rihanna gave without question the single worst halftime show in Super Bowl history. This insulting. This after insulting what? Far more than half of our nation, which is already in serious decline I in love capital it. letters, <laughs> with her foul and insulting language. Also, so much for her stylist. Now, this is before he's, he did the stylist dig because right before the Super Bowl, he went on to criticize her and say, without her stylist, she would be nothing, bad everything, and no talent. Ciao. Bethany Franklin's ass actually hopped on IG too Who to start talking her Bethany shit. Exactly. Some white lady from one of them house wives shows. Apparently she's a very popular one. She got like some kind of oh, skinny I know girl wine. About. Yeah, I know who that is. And then the other the other criticism is that, you know, Rihanna is a start staunch oh, I'm struggling. Staunch supporter of Colin Kaepernick. And oh, has said God. that she would I not perform at the Super Bowl. That criticism is not worth. And now she's performing at the Super Bowl. So, with all that said, what were your thoughts? I was confused when she came out. We were sitting there like, "Wow, she's this is powerful. She got her baby pooch." And I was like, "Why she still got that baby pooch?" Oh, you mean like? But her she baby looked weight. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was still baby weight. Um, but it looked firm, and mm-hmm. I was. But also the math was. I was like, I know she. I like I know she not have she could be is she pregnant because it's just so that baby just she just had the baby so you and I were just kind of like wow ASAP. she's so brave this is amazing this 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 is powerful <laughs> and then we were like wait a minute is she pregnant because when she started but nobody her belly, wanted to say it either we were like when she started rubbing her belly I was like oh no she's she has to be pregnant she got a little she got a little baby she got baby in here um when I saw the performance pulled back, I saw and sped up and it showed the flow of the, the um, what would you call those? Those flying the, platforms. The height stands. It mm-hmm. was amazing. It yeah. looked so good. I don't know because of all of the different levels and the amount of cameras you would have to do, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a through line that you could capture what was really going on. And she wasn't, yeah, it, it, the, she wasn't dancing a lot. She was, you know, she was doing her, she was doing she was her thing, but she, it wasn't like, it. What you couldn't really get what was going on because in my, now that I saw that panned out vision of like, oh shit, a lot was going on. If you were in the fields, that must have been an amazing performance because you're like, it's a show for you versus when there's just little small people dancing in the center and you're just looking down. Like this was giving, was giving something. Um, but yeah, she was pregnant. What did we expect her to do? I didn't, she, Rihanna for me never was somebody that, um, She's a good performer, but she never, she's always cool as a cucumber. Mm -hmm. She always just like, she did, to me, she performed like how she normally performs. And knowing 
that symbolism, um, I think that's really cute. Before so you I, agree I didn't, that that I didn't was quite understand it. Yeah, I think so. It makes perfect sense. I think like New York Times says some bullshit like that didn't make any sense. But then TikTok, shout out to black people on TikTok was like, actually, that represented the womb. And those yeah. were the sperm. And I was like, OK, OK. Even if it sense. wasn't that. Oh, that's what I'm going with. She got jams, though. Like the girl has hits as well. And I was like. She didn't even play half of them. Yeah. And she looked, she, she executed. She didn't look nervous. She looked confident. She looked happy. She looked, um, they put a lot of thought into it, actually. Mm -hmm. Again, with those fucking, have you seen that clip where it shows what they Mm -hmm. were doing? Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of intention. And, um, the other thing. I enjoyed it. I was excited to see it and I was happy when it ended. The other thing, too, is that those flying um, platforms, they came to be because she they were originally supposed to be on the ground. But because that field had such a bad turf, they were worried about having all of those platforms moving on the ground in such a way so that they it graduated to them being in the air. So it's so interesting, like the people that put the show together, um, just how things blossom. You know, with restriction, you have to, something else is born. But I was, I've never heard her sound better. That was my thing. I said, that that baby in there is giving her pipes. Because she is, to me, not always the best live singer. And I thought that she sounded strong vocally. Yeah, she sounded I really good. did. Yeah. Um, She's pregnant, y'all. She, she was up there pregnant. She was up there pregnant harnessed in she gotta be about four or five months pregnant with that belly the other thing is like seven years going by without performing she has not performed in seven years and her first performance back is one of the biggest stages in the world good for her it's it's amazing and yeah what a what a dope epic way to announce to the world that you are pregnant again shout out to asap he said how many billions got you ASAP. I'm going to get on that ASAP. <laughs> also, everyone's saying we don't know if there's another album coming out. I don't know if that's true. We don't know what she's been doing quietly. We have no idea what she's been working on. Girl, I don't know if that's true. I don't think that that's, that's true. That's sweet. Personally. I don't think. I think that we'll get another album, but it ain't going to be no time soon. I think she's been sitting on R9. It's been done. She she was listening to tracks off of it years ago. Right when Fenty first started going crazy. And where is it? Just give it to us, child. I don't know if she still feels inspired by it. I don't know if she I, still likes I, the album. She said I that she wants to do something. music and that she is going to, she wants to be really experimental with the next thing she does. So maybe she's putting the R9 on the shelf and going to do something completely different. All I know is when and if she puts something out, I'm going to run to it now. And most likely like it just because of hive mentality um but she she, i was really proud of her i love the symbolism and i think she should be really proud of herself i think it's really unfair for people to compare her to beyonce when beyonce girl you were the one that did you no no i wasn't i was showing me watching that performance said i could say what you said but you definitely mentioned me (laughs) you definitely mentioned beyonce you said well she's not everybody could be beyonce (laughs) 
Is that what I said? Yes. That was because I was around my mom and I was, I was under the influence of negative. <laughs> she going to say, everybody's compared to Beyonce. How dare they? Really? <laughs> yes. Well, you can't do that shit out loud. <laughs> I said that in private with you. Monty, take that out. Psych. No. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> no, I, I really don't think, I would never say that publicly. So thanks a lot. I might have thought that, but then I think What's I had. What's wrong a, with saying that publicly? Beyonce is the greatest up. performer of our generation. No. Ain't nobody like her. Because I, th- I, just, I think it's un- that's a, the exact point. I think it's un- an unnecessary comparison. She <laughs> even when she was no, I'm des- you're laughing, but I'm dead serious. I think even when she wasn't pregnant, she wasn't Beyonce performing. Nobody I just, is. We just put a lot of we just uh, listen. Listen, Beyonce, it's like Michael Jackson. I it's can't some, even sing on IG without wanting to throw up. It's not that girl putting is at Rihanna down. Today. I don't think it's a dis. I don't I do. think it's a pushing down of her. I do. I think it's a. It, I think it's a taking away from her moment by mentioning Beyonce in that. But let that yeah, week pass. Up. Let the week pass. Well, <laughs> that's fucked up. I own it. You should apologize and say sorry to Rihanna. <laughs> But I, I think beyond. I, I think I don't think here. nothing's wrong with it. I don't think nothing's wrong with it. I think it's the truth. Whether you say in that moment you wait two weeks or you wait another weeks, it was a great performance. You know, nobody. I'm gonna say this. I don't think that Beyonce could perform Rihanna's music with the with. <laughs> no, I'm serious, and I don't because I don't want the hive to get mad at me either. I don't think that Beyonce could perform Rihanna's music with the same amount of swag and just innate cool well, that Rihanna she has. Could not. Beyonce is she not c- as cool as she Rihanna. couldn't. She so could never. That, could that's never. something to think about y'all. Cause Rih- I, I can't see Beyonce singing bitch better have my money. Does not have the swagger. I would love to see it. I would, I would love to a, see it. Like Beyonce's bitch better have my money is like, um, what's the, it's, um, the one from lemonade where she's, Yelling, and I love it. It's probably my favorite. That's thing. Fun, what, it's phenomenal. It's one of my favorites. What's her? Th- what is it called? Child. It's something about God. Something about God. What yeah. she's saying when you hurt yourself. Uh-huh. That's her bitch. Better have my money, kind of vibe. But it's still very produced. It's still very like performed. Beyonce. Whereas Rihanna, mm-hmm. do you remember the first time Rihanna performed that, and she was dressed up like Lil Kim, and she got out that helicopter? And she was just sweat. Oh my God. I need to send that to you. Everybody Google bitch better have my money. No, live. Listen, Rihanna, lots of people are pro Rihanna. Anyway, we're not doing this with these two icons. We're not doing it. It ain't happening. They're different. We exalt them both. It's Black History Month. Mother's (laughs) Day is coming. Shout out to them both. Mother's Day is nowhere near. Anyway. Usher, people, Usher, Usher, they brought up Usher. They brought up Usher, child. They said, who they said, who do you want to see do a Super Bowl halftime performance? And the people said Usher. And then the other people were like, Usher, Usher does not have hits enough to do a Super Bowl performance. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And do you know how many people hit. tag me in that because of my hot take on Usher with Justin Timberlake? And I when I said I don't know if I want to repeat this. He doesn't have the pop hits the way that the white people, like white people came on at a certain time when he started doing the Neptunes and shit. shit. Then they copped on. But white people weren't fucking with early seven o'clock on a dot. I don't think it wouldn't. They just weren't. They don't fuck with them. If I say that to my sister, she won't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to text her that. Text her that right now. Because I, 
I know that a lot of people probably expect me to have a hot take here and say, no, Usher couldn't do the Super Bowl performance. But I I disagree. He absolutely can, I think. I think he has Usher with some he friends. Could, but I don't know if, if Bruno he would get Mars the job. did it. If Bruno Mars did it, Usher can do it. But now. Bruno has the global um fandom. Usher doesn't whites. have that. I don't think of the white people the way that that the whites are in, you know how Lizzo like that's you have to have like that Lizzo, Lizzo. kind of fandom. That kind of like pop culture. Um You kidding me. Credibility. Usher has yeah. Oh my he has god. Hits. No, listen, oh he has a hit. I, I just don't one. know if he has if the white people are gonna be feeling it. <clears throat> wow. That's crazy town. Listen, I still stand by my Usher and Justin Timberlake take the Justin Timberlake in a in a catalog battle, he got Usher cooked a little bit there. If you if you coming at it from a pop don't, culture don't standpoint, bring the people out if you're coming that. at it from a pop culture standpoint, <laughs> Justin is a problem, especially with his pen. But Usher, I think Usher could do the halftime, and I, I think I think he would be smart enough to bring out guests. I think he would be smart enough to do covers too. He covers? could sing live. He what? could dance. Yeah, like what he, artist comes out and does a cover. What cover is he gonna not do? Not a cover. I mean, like if you bring out a guest, like like Bruno Mars hopped on some shit that like Beyonce did too, and they were like walking down together, and then Coldplay yeah, was I on it. I don't know if he has the white credibility to be honest. <gasps> that that Justin. What does Terbillet- Usher have to do to get the white credibility? I don't even want him to do it. Fuck y'all if y'all don't know the genius of Usher. I'm shocked by that. Cancel the. NFL Super Bowl. They don't pay them anyway to perform. <laughs> We're not even supposed to be Cancel watching it. it. We're supposed to be NFL boycotting so it. so white. <laughs> Shut white. Up. Uh, not NFL so leaning. white. And it was fucking Dr. Dre and them last year. Now Rihanna. We still mad. <laughs> NFL is so white. Hate them. And it, well, they are when it comes to their black coaches as well. Speaking of white, Idris Elba no longer wants to identify himself as a black actor. Quote, I stopped describing myself as a black actor when I realized it put me in a box, end quote. The 50-year-old entertainer told Esquire, quote, if we spent half the time not talking about the differences, but the similarities between us, the entire planet would shift in in the way that we deal with each other, end quote. He then described how such labels can cripple one's ambitions, quote, As humans, we are obsessed with race, and that obsession can really hinder people's aspirations, hinder people's growth, unquote. Then the very next day, he clarified because he caught hell, and he said, there isn't a soul on earth that can question whether I consider myself a black man or not. He began the tweet, adding, being an actor is a profession, like being an architect. They are not defined by race. However, if you define your work by race, that's your prerogative. Eli? End quote. Thoughts? I don't think I don't think he's wrong, but Me neither. Sorry. But <laughs> in the world of acting, again, you your skills will put you at a different level and you won't get those same kind of boxed roles. For instance, I think Viola Davis is now respected as an actor 
in a way that she's cast and the roles that she gets, although of course they're black characters, I wouldn't say that she feel, I don't think she would have those same, feel the same restrictions that he feels. I don't think he's an incredible actor. And I think that he is often, um, he feels that restraint or feels like he's put in that box because, oh, they just want a black guy for these roles, da, 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 da. I just don't think he has the chops to get oh. more complicated um, roles. I don't, I don't know if he's reached. And I think that, that that's fucked up, of course. But, yeah. I think um, a couple things. So I when I read this, I thought, I thought, you know what? I I get what he's saying, and I get, I also understand the backlash that people immediately are like, how? Why are you not associating yourself as like with black? And I, and and I don't think that that's a fair critique. I think what he's saying is when you step into a room as an actor, and you are black, there are certain roles that you're automatically not no longer considered for because there's a thing called typecasting. Uh-huh. And so when you're typecast and you're kept in this box as an actor the way that the acting world works is that, and and I'm not, I've experienced it on the most macro, excuse me, micro of scales. Like I would walk into a room and I, you can, listen, you could dress me up in a fucking wig and I can read white from the stage, right? But because of my stature, because of the way I, I, uh, sing the way that I speak, I would get these roles of like these older women, these older black women or these sassy black women or that kind of thing. And so it would be frustrating at times because I'm like, well, my range is far more than that. But based off of how I look, this is the box that I'm in. So I think what he's saying is don't fucking box me. I can do any role. I also think that some of the frustration is probably around a lot of the roles that are offered to black actors and a lot of the stories being told by black, like the black actors are telling, they are not always. He was just in a movie being a genie, love with a white lady for a thousand years. It was a weird, it was not about blackness at all. And it didn't that, do a good job. You're saying what I'm saying is that he's now experiencing that when he's walking into spaces, he's getting roles that, aren't the necessarily the wire or this the black friend or the this the that the sidekick kind of roles he's getting these roles where he's able to stretch out a little more and oftentimes you're not able to do that in black skin and oftentimes you know you go straight to Tyler Perry or you go to the own network or you go to like it's a black role is like um that's why insecure was refreshing or love jones or these kinds of things where it's just black people existing uh-huh. You know, it, it's tricky. We're still navigating, you know, authenticity of black characters, right? Versus um, stereotypical kind of black characters. Because if you, some people will say, oh, well, a black person would never show up like that in a movie. But also that's our own stereotypes on what a black experience is. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's 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 all much more nuanced and tricky than that. I think some people also felt like this is him um, kind of hoping that he gets that James Bond role. 
And yeah, a lot of people are like, well, it's we know that he wants to play James Bond. We all want him to play James Bond. We think that he's perfect for the role, but for whatever reason, he still hasn't been cast. He's still not being looked at seriously. And it's frustrating. I don't think that Idris Elba in any way doesn't identify with being black. He's also not a black American. So that's a whole other experience. He's also deeply connected to the continent. He's opening up uh, studios, film studios in Ghana in, uh, like in Ghana, and I believe trying yeah, to do it in like um, by it, defined by it. I, I can't it. hear you. I said he doesn't want to be restricted or defined by right. It. He's just like yeah, I no, am I a human. It. I am an actor. I feel the same way just about black business. Just be a great business. Be a wonderful business. Mm-hmm. Op- make your offerings accessible for everyone if you want to. But um, this, but your business I, I very much know. is still exalting yeah, of don't... black culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. You are. He's black. You can look at him. It doesn't have to be stated, yeah. or it doesn't have to be an i a box. I, I I'm saying identity, but that's not the right word. Um, yeah, because he's a black man. But it doesn't have to be the only thing his, that that defines him, especially in your profession. Especially in yeah, in your profession. But I I don't think that there's anything wrong with being like the first black this the first that i think there's great pride in that especially based off or of if history. you define yourself as a, bl- a dope black actor sure right. if some people do and they're very proud of it great right because i think that 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 asterisk caveats how much more work you had to do to get where you are mm-hmm. you know yeah um so it's it's have their, some grace I, for I think Idris. you said it well. It's their prerogative, isn't it? Isn't it's it? my prerogative, isn't it? He didn't say that. He said a lie. Well, he should have said, isn't it? You have something on here, Sheila. Oh, my goodness. I heard about a nightclub. It's in Ireland and London. It's called Party. It's called Before Midnight. Now, it's for the folks that were the original clubbers and enjoyed club life, but now have feel like they've aged out and they can't fit in with the club or the young kids anymore. And so it's catered to this demographic. It starts at 7 p.m. and it ends at 12. And apparently women and moms show up to this joint, but a whole bunch of women get their life. It ends at 12, great music, and then they go home. I love Because this. who wants to be out 2 p.m. drunk, trying to eat chicken wings, Not trying to eat afterwards. 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. No. Start early, go to bed. Girl, that 10 o'clock, going out at 10 o'clock, I'm like, this is insanity. I'm getting, remember getting dressed at 10 p.m.? Like you getting dressed before you go out. No. Make that, that, I feel like you do that a little bit more often than I Who? do. You, I do? You, yeah, you go out later You than were the I last do. person that had me out there late. And that was to go to that Beyonce party in Philly. And you were like, we'll get there at like 12. I was like, excuse me. What, weren't you out late with your folks? I guess a club. Okay, we're talking about a club. A club, child. Yeah. I think this well, is a great idea. Let's make it for black people and bring it to the U.S. Oh, is it not for black people? No. What is a black club? See? Tricky. I don't want to hear. What is the box? Do you believe life after <laughs> love? <laughs> Are you saying that black people don't listen to that? I Are fucking you putting love black that song, but I, I can't. 
I hate that song. I only you like do? it the acoustic she version. Have it. you ever heard the acoustic version? No, please send it oh to me. Oh my god, everybody, please Google um, the Cher Kennedy Honors. She Cher? sang it at the Kennedy no, Honors. She was honored at the Kennedy Honors. <laughs> oh, and Adam weird. Lambert sang it. And me and Amanda watch this sometimes and just fight back tears. Because if <laughs> I'm serious send this to me, I love that. Song. I'm gonna send it to you right now. Matter of fact, I wish we still had music at the end of these damn episodes, but Spotify got us. He killed, killed this. Like he do you have you heard the, the lyrics to this? I feel something inside me say I really don't think it's strong enough. No, no, for, for real. Me. Take a moment. <laughs> the, Cher was worse on Shire in this. Ready? She, she said, no matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside and I can't break through. There's no talking to you. It's so sad that you're leaving. It takes time to believe it. But after all is said and done, you're going to be the lonely one. And then, she, then they're saying to themselves, do you believe in life after love? Oh. I can feel something inside me say, I really don't think, think you're strong enough. Yes, you no. are. Do you believe in life after love? I can feel some repeat. Sorry. Then what am <laughs> I supposed to do? Sit around and wait for you? Well, I can't do that. There's no turning back. Nope. I need time to move on. Uh -huh. I need a love to feel strong. Yes. Because I've had time to think it through. And maybe I'm too good for you. Oh, do you believe do in life after love? Or Sean Shire, who? <laughs> Rupi Carr, who? Share, my guy. Actually, Share didn't write that. Brian Higgins did. Shout out to you, Fuck Brian. Fuck it up, Brian. Sorry listen, you had to deal with that trauma. I hope you're okay on the other side, and life is good for you after love. Listen, it is a hopeful tune. And I highly recommend you watch Adam Lambert sing it because he I sings it beautifully. Adam. He sings it if to share. like that Staples, I'm down. I'm about to find Staples on Spotify and fuck it up. Baby girl, Chris Staples is the shit. So soulful so. Not Adam anyway, Sandler. What's the through line of this episode? We're old and old people should not be made to. Defined by their blackness. Wait, what? That wasn't where I was going. <laughs> what we're old they should be able to exist and expand they should be able to exist and expand and not have to take any kind of tests to prove that they're not old and nor weird. should they believe the government because shit is bananas there you it go. don't make sense it ain't adding up and making sense like the symbolism of Rihanna's performance Ooh. where it was tied together and a perfect illustration of the beauty of reproduction and femininity and motherhood, which also brings us back to making sure you're married before you have a baby and check out Kinfolk Bride in Philadelphia. That was not where Don't I was be, going. unless you polyamorous, then you gotta <laughs> fuck it up and do whatever you wanna do. Have those out of wedlock babies. Monty, please take all of my me trying to talk in there out because Shanti just fucked that up in a way that I could never. So just take me out, try to fit my little two cents in. It was just going to, it was going to derail where she was going. Listen. So in summary, <laughs> don't do drugs because Antoinette, don't do drugs because I'm, I'm serious. He might could still be high. What's the name of this episode? Don't do drugs. 
Don't do drugs, really? That's not a good, that's not a good. It's a nut never saw the matrix. No, first of all, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're going to press stop. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Goodbye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.